Previously on Those Were the Days. All right, so let's go for the easy thing over here. He doesn't just play a cop on TV. Plants are slow. Yeah. The arms, and I forgot yeah. about oh, yeah. how good it was. Yeah. Stoner dynasty. Robbie's so high, he forgets about the fight with his dad. And it's like, I need to go talk to my dad. Maybe he's like a lizard. With some really <laughs> impressive choreography. I love that Earl uses his tail as a chair. We're talking, Jim Henson has been playing with this idea for like 10 years. Hey, would you like to come play a dinosaur? Like, what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, Roseanne <laughs> with dinosaurs. In the, okay, sure. Those Were the Days is filmed before a live internet audience. Welcome to another episode of Those Were the Days, where we take a look at classic TV through a modern lens with nostalgic eyes. We're gathered together in our metaphorical taxi hub to take you on a journey to a little sitcom of yesteryear called, well, Taxi. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen, and joining me tonight, as always, are my resident cabbies, Amy Frost. Listen, I don't want to be rich for the same reason that you guys do. You mean not the houses, not the women, not the vacations? (laughs) Okay, maybe it's exactly the same. (laughs) Dottie Norman. I'm back from Omaha. (laughs) Did you you happen to find your brains while you were out there? I wasn't looking for them. (laughs) (laughs) Dad TV's Travis. Isn't it just wonderful how successful we are with the podcast and how everyone just loves it so much? And, 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 you know, I'm going to get rich and famous just like Kevin Smith, you know, and it's going to be great. And, you know, I would give it all up if I could just stop talking for one minute. That's right. If you hear all that, then you know that this episode might just be about drugs, uh, which is part of the theme. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm perfectly month. fine. I'm completely yeah, normal sure right now. Sure you are. Somebody got really inspired by this episode of television. That's all I got to say. So we're, we're talking about a little episode of, of the classic sitcom, which, funnily enough, only ran for five seasons, uh, called Taxi. Uh, it ran from 1979 to 1983 and entered my world in 1994 uh, as a nine-year-old kid <laughs> watching it on Nick at Night for whatever reason. Uh, and this episode is one of the few that, like, imprinted on me. I don't know why. I don't know why. could be just, uh, just a classic good episode. But it did. It did. So when we started talking about drugs episodes, this is the one that immediately came to mind. Um, and I know we all started, I know you guys don't have a relationship to this show, so I'm going to skip that. Like every, I don't think anybody has anything they know about it. But what I would love to go back to is that I did poll everybody prior to this episode about what you thought the cookies would be. <laughs> so, like, uh, Amy, you had read about it already. I had, but I mean, I, had... I did go into reading it. With, like, an anticipation, right? Because you go, well, cookies, so obviously. And when I read it, I was like, oh, oh, that's <laughs> that's somewhat different than Very I was different. expecting. <laughs> Very different. And, Audie, what did you, you, did you, come, you mentioned another drug, but I don't remember what it was. Or maybe um, you didn't. No, I, didn't. I was thinking it was either weed or some random drug from whatever country Laka is from. Um. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. A drug from where Lodka's from. A made-up drug. Mm-hmm. Turns out, no, yes. it was a very real drug. Very real. 
<laughs> very real, very popular. And Travis, you pitched weed. Um, I did. Which was I, a good guess. Yeah, I mean, that was my, my assumption was like, well, they're, they're going to go with the classic, you know, weed cookies. And I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to learn some lesson from the weed cookies. And you're mm-hmm. going to be, it's going to be your run of the mill drug episode where we learn a lesson. <laughs> We learned but, lessons, like, but I don't. They were, they were not. They were not those lessons. No, very true. So I'm going to stop burying the the lead here and say that it was all about the coca leaves. Uh, which, if you're not familiar with drugs, which I wasn't, coca leaves byproduct when like refined and whatnot mm-hmm. is cocaine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yeah. episode was about cocaine. <laughs> um, and- <laughs> Given, thinking, oh, go ahead, well, and thinking about it, after I got through the episode, I reflected. I'm like, that actually makes sense. It was the late 70s, early yeah. 80s. Cocaine was a huge thing in New York um, at the time. So so I can see why they would go that route. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, it makes sense, but it wasn't what I anticipated at all. <laughs> sure. It's really sure. on yeah, television. I was, I was in the same right? boat. Yeah, like, on TV. Right. Prime time network TV. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, like this ran on CBS. It was not like hidden in the shadows or whatever. And this show was was very popular at the time. uh, And it was because of the producers of the show. James L. Brooks uh, had done Mary Tyler Moore, Rhoda, Phyllis, like all the spinoffs for that. Lou Grant, which Mary Tyler Moore, when you look back at that show, spawned like seven episodes, seven different (laughs) TV series. This was not one of them, but it was definitely like that. There's a handful of producers from this era that just made everything. Yeah. And yeah. I think we've seen that in multiple decades where you're like, oh, their name's on literally every show on television. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is a James L. Brooks joint. Uh, so it was really popular. And um, what I was hoping that, that you might get out of it upon first viewing is that this show is stacked with a celebrity cast. Oh, yeah. That's like, how I know this show. This is, like, this is... I know about this show more about the cast than I do actually watching it because, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this I, was like Danny DeVito's first run, Judd Hirsch's first starring role. Uh Christopher Lloyd really made a name for himself on this show. Tony Danza was I did in the not show. remember Tony Danza. Show. I was like, wait a minute. Is that Tony Danza? That little Danza? bitty baby and kid, like that, Tony Danza. What I like What I like about <laughs> these old shows is that like so often it's just like, no, we're just going to use your real first name. That's fine. We'll just change your last name. And that's I, just I a little bit. That's just the show though. That's Tony Danza. Like half of his that's roles true. are Tony. Actually, you're he right. was Tony on Who's the Boss? <laughs> yeah, he was Tony right. in this. I was looking through his IMDb and I'm like, yeah, a full 30% of these are his name is Tony. I don't Tony. know if it's like he, he just, just has is trouble. a Tony though. Like yeah, yeah, he is. He's very mm-hmm. much a Tony. So Yeah. It just works for him. I mean, why why do the extra work when the name fits the person so well? Because he's yeah. not going to play know, a different character. Like, no. the character right. is the same. He is perfectly fine being typecast <laughs> as Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and I think we're perfectly fine with him being mm-hmm. typecast as Tony. Like, it's just what, what you do. So, yeah, Tony Danza, Jeff Conway of Grease fame, Kanicki, he's in this mm-hmm. show. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of heavy players, and it's it's cool to see that that group together uh just in realizing what careers they've gone on to have i thought that was that's just pretty wild to me and um that and every one of them gets kind of a moment in this show that i i really dug like it's a big cast yeah uh, judd hirsch. everyone yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's like the judd hirsch is judd hirsch is meant to be your view into this group of, yeah. of cabbies Yep. Um, he's meant to be the everyman, the man everyone comes to for wisdom, the straight guy, the, and 
and everyone else is kind of an extraneous player that he's viewing, and I, that's that's the, he's the anchor of the show. Um, and you see that as it goes along, and even in the introduction of the show, in the first episode, in the pilot, he's the guy that you see first, and Mary Lou Henner's character is the one that comes in and is like, I'm new to being a cabbie, and he explains to her the whole jam. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I loved about the show is the way it intros it. He's like, he tells who everybody is, and he's like, oh, this guy, he's, he's a Broadway actor, you know, cabbie's in the middle, you know, for fun or to make some money. You're an art director, you're a cabbie, he's a boxer, like, and he gives yeah. everybody's alternate occupation. He's like, me? I'm a cab driver. That's what I do. I'm the cab driver. <laughs> um, and it's it's pretty cool, and if they play on that as the series goes on, everybody's got their big break moment, and a lot of the episodes are about how it doesn't work out, or how Alex has to calm them down or make them feel better, and he's just always carrying around people's anxieties. And they actually fit; they deal with that later. The, the crushing weight of him trying to take care of everyone <laughs> in this place, and it really it was a, it touched on a lot of things in, in in its run, and it's it's a fantastic show to to go back and check out. But uh, as far as the this what we're going to concentrate on <laughs> is this particular episode, uh, which begins with Latka coming in late. And this is where, if you've never watched Taxi before, you get a peek into Danny DeVito's megalomaniacal, overarching ruler of the cab domain. Like, he lives in his little cage and yells at people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if you expected anything else out of Danny DeVito in this, in this role. I really did not. Um, <laughs> I, I, like I knew, so my my background with Taxi was I had seen the occasional episode, but I wasn't really into it uh, necessarily. But I knew that uh, you know Danny DeVito was was in his little cage. He yelled a lot. He he fired people or whatnot. He was the overbearing boss, and I knew that Andy Kaufman was Latka and yeah. was just crazy. And that was that was kind of the yeah. extent of what I knew. So it was a great opening for that. Uh, yeah. Like Latka coming in with his tiny little steps, very you know. There was a lot of like <laughs> Looney Tunes cartoon stuff going on in this, uh, which I dug. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Andy Kaufman is a master of that, and I don't, it's I think a lot of it is in his just childlike demeanor, mm-hmm. like his eyes just so big and full of wonder all the time. And you're like, he's just portraying this innocence. That he really doesn't deserve because he's not really that innocent of a guy. The longer you go on, like he just <laughs> finds himself in these naive is a better word, um, yeah. but not necessarily of everything. Just of weird things Americans do. Uh, but that this that whole character was based off of an Andy Kaufman uh, stand up skit called Foreign Man, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what they pulled him into the show to <laughs> basically do all the time. And the thing with Latka is like watching this episode made me realize that. He's not this simpleton or this innocent character that that like the the outer appearance and the voice and everything would lead you to believe, uh, which I actually like and I think makes the character a ton more interesting. Um, so I have a question: Do we actually ever know where Laka is really from, or is that like part of it? Like we never really know. Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I don't think they ever named the country. Andy Kaufman had a country in his skit that he did, sure. but I don't recall the country from that foreign man. I'm up. I'm looking at the uh, wiki. He called the fictional island of Caspiar in the Caspian Sea. So okay. whatever for what that's worth, because he definitely <laughs> does have an, an accent of indeterminable origin. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and his gibberish is 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 the same. <laughs> yeah. 
that's <laughs> like in there. Mm-hmm. That is something that only Andy Kaufman is avail- is capable of doing. Like that yeah. level of yes. that gibberish. Just so like you know, he's just making that up on the spot, and it's so good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. For me, Taxi. Like I never watched Taxi. Like I caught clips of it here and there. I know, like I said, I know the cast from it, but I I can't remember ever sitting down and actually watching a full episode. So this was great, and like you said, Danny DeVito coming out, I was like, oh, so this is where his typecasting came from. This role, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> it, Small yeah. and mad. Small and mad. I keep thinking about him in uh, Disney's Hercules for some reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he played the little goat dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. I kept thinking of that character, yeah. of, of all of them. Like, but, yeah, this, this was fun. And, yeah, Andy Kaufman, oh, my gosh. And the other thing that stood out to me about Andy Kaufman is, like, he is what started um, Latka, did his little shuffle so that Balky Bartokomus could jump and yeah. do the dance of joy like i i, I found a yep. lot of things i was like oh absolutely that's where he got it from balky got it from latka okay cool that's awesome yeah yeah so it's yeah that you get it's definitely uh fun to watch them start out like this and then kind of grow and yeah the tiptoes and the looney tune stuff definitely plays in there's a direct looney tunes reference in a second but, oh, yeah. so latka comes in basically late and and louie is just giving him crap about being late, and they go back and forth over, well, you know what? I I got my grandma's cookie recipe now, and I'm going to be famous. Because this is what, oh, we, we let everybody taste the cookies. That oh happens before this moment. Mm-hmm. He brings in the cookies, and everybody's like, that's great, Lodkin. They're so supportive. They're just mm-hmm. the best group of friends. And he gives everybody a cookie, and they start gnawing on it. <laughs> they are clearly not good. Like, these cookies not good. are terrible in texture taste mm-hmm. everything about but people came from miles around to get his grandmother's <laughs> cookies and he's like they've got to taste delicious mm-hmm. did you elaine, swallow it yet i haven't swallowed it yet what's going on <laughs> elaine's line is the best one i think it's growing in my mouth i love the way I love the way Tony's chewing on it, and he has to like pause three times to get his sentence out. Like it's like swallows egg. No, Latka. So They're great. When I was in high school, uh, we did a production of Grease, and at one point, uh, one of the guys—I I forget who it is—right takes a big bite out of a snowball, and we had real snowballs. But the problem was that the kid who was doing it had never had a snowball before, and we only had them like for the show. And so he took like a real giant bite, not knowing what it was. And that was all I could think of that whole time, because it's the same thing. Is that like, oh no. Oh, yeah. The just, hostess snowballs yeah. with the coconut with the, all yeah, over? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. nope you don't that's know. regrettable. <laughs> too much. Not to mention, Latka's cookies were huge. Freaking cookies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like the they were they were the size of like a hamburger. Mm-hmm. They looked massive. healthy. Yes, <laughs> like, right. They looked like those like no sugar whole grain all mm-hmm. your dried fruit Gluten sweetened. Free. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They looked like held like... together with dates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not like good. With the consistency of like a a, a three day old power board. bar. <laughs> Particle <laughs> board. <laughs> <That> <laughs> like knocked them on the table and stuff. Sawdust and dates. Yeah. <laughs> so they eat these cookies. They try them out. And Lanka's all disheartened because they don't like them. But he's like, no, I'm going to be famous. These, I'm going to be as famous as Famous Amos. 
the cookie, the cookie <laughs> king, or whatever he called him. I can't remember the exact wording. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Louis comes out, and uh, they go back and forth over. I quit. I'm. You're fired. I quit. You're fired. Louis <laughs> wants to fire him, and Laka wants to quit. And if I'm Louis, I stop and I let Lu- I let Laka quit. I don't have mm-hmm. to pay unemployment if he quits. Mm-hmm. Right. That was you know? my thought. Like Louis, you're trying to win an ego contest, but this is bad for business. Yep. Like, just let him go. <laughs> But they go back and forth, and eventually there's a the, he, Louis goes the the loudest. It's not who says it first; it's who says it loudest. <laughs> and he charges off to his cage, grabs the microphone, and yells, "You're fired! You're fired! You're fired!" <laughs> I and lost it right there. Says, I quit! I, I quit! I quit. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> that was it for you. <laughs> that was it for me when he was <laughs> over the microphone. Just you're fired! You're fired! You're fired! I was like, "Oh my gosh, kill me now." <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> Then of course you got the the duck season rabbit season moment where yep. Lodka sneaks back in and looks at Louie and says I'm fired and Louie goes you quit <laughs> and then, then clearly Thank got you. the end and, and then and that's the what end. got me that yeah that was the moment that got me because yeah. and that's again where I, where I said like Lodka isn't just this innocent buffoon is that he mm-hmm. he gives the the very quiet like okay I quit and starts to walk away and then you see him realize what he can do and turn around <laughs> and sneak back over and it was so good oh yeah. It's it wasn't so much the was you quit that got me. It's Latka's right after that. Thank you very much, and then he walks away, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like I win. Just takes off. Yeah. So after that, we know Latka's evidently never coming back to the cab company. And the next day, we see these folks walk in, and they've still they're still enjoying the cookies. Mm-hmm. Like they're sitting at the table, uh, if I remember this right, and they're all sitting eating the cookies and tony's still upset about it he's like i started on mine last night woke up and picked it up again this <laughs> yeah, morning it the left it on the bedpost <laughs> but there's so just they, something about it some it's good it's good it's chewy i like it yeah it's not good but you like chewing it <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right that's what it was, that was... <laughs> you just like to chew it uh there's plenty of drugs that are probably like that it doesn't taste good but i just like to chew it uh, and then everybody quickly gets assigned um, their cabs for the day, and they start taking off. Well, Jim walks in right mm-hmm. before this happens. That's right. The Reverend Jim. Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> and if you, this is your first experience with Taxi. Christopher Lloyd was meant to be a walk-on role to do a very specific thing in the first season. He Lodka's getting deported, and they find this guy on the street who can do a paper marriage for him and a prostitute they found. <laughs> so they go get... Jim's an ordained reverend by the, some wacky church of hippies. And so they drag him in, and he made such an impression that they decided to make him a series regular, bring him back. So he was guest star in the first season, and then he was all full cast member after that. And it's in Jim's representation of a burned-out hippie that you realize why they bring him to mm-hmm. stay on forever yeah. as a cast member. So good. Christopher Lloyd mm-hmm. is nothing short of magic in this role. <laughs> and if you only know mm-hmm. him as Doc Brown and Judge Doom and like a handful of other characters, this let him stretch some comedy chops. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Doc Brown was funny, but this is a different level. Like, he's on a different plane in both in character and in, in acting, you know. Uh, when oh, you go ahead, can Travis. go when you can go toe to toe with Andy Kaufman in his prime and be yeah. as funny if yeah. not funnier, that is some heavyweight comedy chops. Yep. And Christopher Lloyd does that. Like Reverend Jim is such a good character, and he is so incredible. Like, he has one scene in this episode, and it's just fantastic. It's mm-hmm. so good. Oh yeah. So good. Yeah, I was gonna get into that because he's. 
He walks in, and, and he, she's basically back from vacation. Everybody else kind of leaves to go get their cab. They take their cookies with them, and they leave a cookie on the, the table. So he sits down. Speaking just of. Just kind of looks in the bag like, oh, cookies. Did, did anybody go ahead, decipher what Alex was telling him as he left? Like, was Not that supposed clue. to be anything? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't think so. I don't think that was so good. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's That's good the to best be part back. is yeah. he understood it. Whatever yeah. it was supposed to be. <laughs> or at least like, acted yeah, like he did. <laughs> sure. That was really that was really good. J- Judd Hirsch's his mouthful rambling was pretty great too. That whole thing just this anyway, this episode. So <laughs> so he sits down with the cookies and he begins what is maybe one of my favorite exercises of physical comedy in all classic TV <laughs> is analyzing these cookies. <laughs> so he looks he looks in the bag and he pulls out the cookie and he kind of just sniffs it and he goes, Oh it's hiding a little surprise inside. But in such a way that the delivery is spot on every step of the way. And Louie's like you know, he kind of still wants to screw over Lodka, mm-hmm. which at this point, he's not forgotten this. He keeps saying, the guy I fired, and you get this refrain of <laughs> he people yelling, quit. he quit! <laughs> <laughs> just over the loudspeakers, but it's just fantastic. So then Jim's sitting down, and he starts kind of going, hmm, what's in here? He, like, cracks open the cookie. He's like, cocoa leaves. He listens to it. He's he's basically a wine snob with the cookies. He's Uh a cocaine sommelier. (laughs) 74, before the rains. (laughs) South America, Peru, southern Peru. 74, before the rains. before the rains. Oh, oh it's, it's so good. And just when the way he, like he's crumbling it in his ear and he's listening mm-hmm. to it, and then he tastes a little bit, he spits it piece, out. He's, when he takes the hit, it's just like, oh my gosh. And you know the audience knows what he's doing and is just losing it. And he sniffs it and he like wipes his nose. Like, <laughs> you know, it's so good. He's got, he's got so Louis good. standing right there when he takes a little bite of it and then he just spits it out in front of him and like, you know that was improv. Like that was just Christopher yeah. Lloyd just just making up stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just rocking it, amazing. Oh yeah, that whole that whole scene. You could kind of tell Danny DeVito was trying to, real hard to hold it together. <laughs> yes. Like he turned he turned an honest to goodness like smile that is just I'm about to die laughing to like that sinister mischievous smile, which is the same. He could evoke yeah. the same emotion just yeah. in a slightly tweaked way, so he could be like, <laughs> I can not waste film on this because this is too good. Uh, so yeah, and all this time, like Louis, like I'm a screw Latka because if this has cocaine in it, he's done. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets his buddy to put the police Call on the, the phone <laughs> until until Jim explains what cocaine does to you or whatever coca leaves do to you because we never say cocaine no. directly. No. This is true. We don't say the word cocaine. We just say coca leaves. Fantastic way to subvert the standards and practices. By the yes. way, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna get around it, you know yep. they put cocoa leaves in co- in, in uh, Coca Cola there for a while. Which you know? is so. There's in a little bit when we get to uh, when Judd Hirsch comes back and he's trying. He's like, there's something going on. He gets even though there is no branding, it is very clearly the old Coca Cola machine yep. from which he takes the classic Coca Cola bottle, <laughs> which used yeah. to be made from coca leaves there you go that's a really good point yeah. i didn't think about i didn't put that together that's a really good i wound up rewinding i was like wait a minute is it is it yep it's the classic red machine that's oh, the yeah. red machine they did it <laughs> so 
so yeah, so Louie's on the like get the police on the phone. We're gonna we're gonna get this shut down. And then the the Jim talks about the 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 effects. One of the effects being make you see beauty in the most repulsive of things. <laughs> <laughs> and Elaine walks out, and she's walking by. She grabs her little slip so she can go drag drive her cab, and then she stops and comes back and like examines Louie's <laughs> ear in a very seductive kind of way. You know, like. Uh. Your ear is so cute. Louis immediately <laughs> shuts down the police call. Nope. I don't Get know what you're talking the cops on the phone. Tell them to mind their own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Complete reversal of fortune. And this is this is when things start to turn into our, okay, maybe there's an actual problem with all of this kind of moments. The next day or late, I guess it's the next day. Yeah. Judd Hirsch comes in and he's doing this amazing like, <laughs> <laughs> a little cackle. Still chewing a cookie. Still yeah. chewing a cookie. They haven't put them down. Just <laughs> and then walk around a little bit, look a little concerned. <laughs> Just like <laughs> finally figures out like Louie, you noticed anything weird about me? And Louie, who doesn't want to spoil the surprise anymore, because he's got like what what did he have? A wine glass, mm-hmm. a champagne, like a bottle champagne, of champagne. Bottle and some glasses. Yep. Yeah, in his hand and a bag of cookies. Yep. Where they're getting the extra cookies, I don't know. But they're coming they're showing up. You know, so he's got he's got the wine glass or the champagne and the cookies. He's like, ah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's crazy. Uh, and then uh, Judd Hirsch goes into how he's been writing operas. He wrote an opera last night. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, so, so I wrote an opera. Really fun. Louis, <laughs> Louis' response to that is great. You wrote an opera? He's like, yeah, it was fun. I might uh, I might do it again tonight. Write another one tonight. <laughs> and that's yeah, when I'm so going. Oh. No, this is yeah, actually right. right. No, this hmm. <laughs> this is why Hollywood hasn't had an original thought in thirty years. They <laughs> stopped doing coke. <laughs> Makes sense now. Yeah, man, Scorsese and those guys—they knew what was up in the seventies. Mm-hmm. We don't do anything new anymore. It's all the and, coke uh, is gone. And, and then you've got. You, uh, cut over and there's Bobby dancing yes. across the background. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> with with the back and forth. You, you seen anything weird? And he dances across the back, and Louis just like haven't noticed anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the funniest thing. <laughs> Alex and Louis looking at each other like, did you just see that? Because I just saw that. <laughs> Everyone wants to admit to it. Yeah. Everyone wants to be like, nah, something something's going on. So. Then uh, then Elaine ends up walking in in a little bit, and Louie's like, come into my cage. And she is, she's talking about how she has verifiable evidence of the existence of God. And he's like, that's nice. Come on up here and, and hang out with me in this, Have some in this cage. Yeah, and I've got some cookies. Oh, we're all set. We've got everything we need. But I'm trying to put together, you guys might remember better than me, because I'm following this chain. I've watched this show twice, and now I can't remember how we got... From Alex to Laka's house, because Alex makes the determination well, that something's up. I can't remember who told him the coca leaves were in there. They they no never did, say but it. It was when Tony. Then Tony comes. That's in. right. Uh huh. Tony, Tony came and in. Tony's perfectly normal, or he seems normal. Mm-hmm. Asks anybody if they Ooh. want a cup of coffee. Then he goes over and just picks up the coffee machine <laughs> to and carries it halfway machine. across oh the gosh. garage. That's right. And then it cuts to Alex going over to mm-hmm. Laka's house. Yes. Yeah, so we figure somewhere between there, he figures out there's there's cocoa there's leaves. Some, in there's the something wrong with the with the cookies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. There's something wrong with the cookies. So, yeah. So then he goes over. He's got to go find Latka because something's <laughs> going on with these cookies. I'm going over to Latka's house. 
where we find Latka <laughs> baking up a storm. And now, Amy, I'm going to need you to verify to the people that you cannot just load hundreds of cookies on a single cookie sheet no. and shove it in the oven no. and expect that to result in no. cookies. No, you definitely cannot. <laughs> and he had big that, cookie sheets, too. He had, like, the big industrial cookie sheet. I Did not say, have big industrial oven. That oven had that in logo all set. Already had a branded <laughs> apron. Yep. Yeah. I like that he had two posters. One was with Grandma and the Grandma's Cookies logo, and the other one was Famous Amos, who I did not know was a real dude. <laughs> because nowadays, right? Like nowadays, if a brand is like it's, there's no real people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not since Paul Newman made salad dressing, and and <laughs> so now it's sure. you know it's just like. Or it's already a celebrity, right? Like, you're a celebrity and you make a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was, like, not prepared for Famous Amos to actually be, like, a dude and, like, a chill, <laughs> cool guy. I was like, man, yeah. your cookies should be better than this. Yeah. Well, back then, <laughs> definitely. Back then when he was still running the company, probably were better. They probably were better, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he, yeah, he you're right. Yeah, sadly, he eventually lost that company. Oh, did he really? Yeah, and oh, the name well. was trademarked by, like, a different... Like a previous company that he had been a part of, so mm -hmm. he ended up not having the name anymore and had to start a, a new company under a different name. All sorts of oh, stuff. Geez. I may have screw these. Uh, it's like I, KFC. Like poor Colonel Sanders just got raked over the coals. Did the same thing with Famous Amos. Yeah, you know that's but a different. The, that's a different podcast. The yeah. the scene in Lock is apartment like is like <laughs> my favorite thing in this episode because it's like so good. the the comedy of that like. Him taking the, the pan of cookies out is great. And then it's ridiculous how he's just literally just dumping them on the table. Some of them are getting in the bag. <laughs> Barely into that, the bags. That alone. And he's counting. Yeah. And, and that yeah. alone is a perfectly great physical gag. But then for him to pick up the entire table and tip it and just Sliding. let it all run into the box. <laughs> and then just say, 16, and go back to what he was doing. <laughs> I loved it. It was, oh, it was so good. The whole time he's doing this gibberish, and, and just going 100 miles an hour, it was, ah, oh, I loved it. What was so funny about that scene, like, while I was trying to grab sound clips, I really wanted a sound, a sound clip of him doing gibberish and singing, but everyone was laughing in the audience yep. so hard, yeah. it was worthless. Yeah. Like, I cannot grab anything out of this, because it's just people constantly laughing the entire time he's making those cookies. Mm -hmm. And he's got, like... The thickest dough I've ever seen in the <laughs> biggest bowl. Those, that's those organic, organic, <laughs> gluten-free, mm -hmm. fruit juice, sweet nonsense. <laughs> it was like particle board. Just Play-Doh, but worse. Yeah, it's like wood glue and chips just yeah. all together. Just it's no wonder those cookies are so dang big and so dang thick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are... They were they were big time. And I do want one. I mean, minus cocoa leaves. <laughs> I would eat a cookie that looked like that, you know? I'll I make you some it. cookies that look like that. Awesome. Amy, you're the best. I'm There's good. Amy's cookies that's going to be based off of like his cookies. <laughs> minus the cocaine. Right. So right. Alex, Alex shows up. Yeah, sure. Minus the cocaine. <laughs> right. We'll say that on the air. You know, There's not going to be any cocaine in there, as far as we know. I so Alex walks into Locke's apartment and he has to slow him down. Like there's something in the cookies. We've got a problem. Mm -hmm. You got to quit making them. You can't sell them. There's drugs in there. And and that's when Lodka realizes, oh man, like it's there's no argument to like, no, I want to do this. It doesn't go drama heavy. No. And like, I got to do this. It doesn't go saved by the bell. I'm so scared. <laughs> it's 
it's just like a realization like, oh, crap, I'm losing my business, which I thought was a really good way to take it. They, they yeah, could I mean, have gone, you know, in a weird preachy kind of direction, but instead they just went like, oh, shoot, I've made all these cookies. It's not I've ruined people's lives. I've done all this. It's just nah. I can't sell them because they're illegal <laughs> now. <laughs> and then he goes on a, a latke ease tirade at grandma which i did i did manage to capture some sounds of him doing that nice uh which just here just this is this is what this is what like his gibberish sounds like (laughs) (laughs) that's that's him losing it oh my god grandma she was a very sweet woman very sweet and busy So many doilies. (laughs) Doilies. I forgot about Mm -hmm. the doilies. Maybe that's why I can't crochet. (laughs) Doily, you old bat. Uh, so good. I so just loved when Alex was Alex like, "We've got to get rid of all these cookies, Laka." He's like, "Okay, let me pick this one out of my pocket." (laughs) Start with this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then he has a real sincere conversation with Laka. Like, I'm going to stay with you. We're, you're probably going to get sick. You might get, you know, you're going to have it's issues sleeping. It's going to be a sleeping. bad night. It's going to be a bad... Like, how cool is that? That they were approaching but, this, like, you're going to have to come off of this, and it's going to hurt, but I'm here for you. But Without, also, isn't Judd still, like, Judd's been eating cookies. Yeah, He's not right. going to have a great night either. Oh, yeah, no. Absolutely. But they managed to do that in a way that was, like, very heartfelt without getting melodramatic and being, like, yeah. super very special episode right and yeah. i liked yeah, that yeah, yeah. a lot i love that because you're right that moment i was like this is really cool that he's willing to stay with him and they're gonna they're gonna ride this out together and boy that got that got fun real quick too didn't it yeah yeah mm-hmm. it really it really did because he was like you might see some things you might hallucinate you know but we're in this together which i thought too spoke to the alex character again of that anchor for everyone like yeah. he's also addicted to cocaine at this point he's gonna have to <laughs> kick it too but his focus is on his friends like i'm gonna help you and by helping you i'll help me and we'll get through this together uh which i, I thought was a fantastic message whether they were trying to convey that or not it's like some true friendship in there but you know we could lighten things back up again and just have Lodka <laughs> have a hallucination and this there's so many different ways to hallucinate a cookie uh-huh. person showing up at your apartment. Flying in from the ceiling might be number one on my list of how uh-huh. you would do that. They could have done a poof. They could have yep. done like a dissolve. They could have done a daydream. They didn't. It's just it's just a raw cut. He just like goes dead with his finger in the air like he's falling from heaven. And he tells Lodka, you know, hey, man. Your cookies did, didn't work out, and you got other things to do. He said, but no, like, all this stuff about living your best life or whatever, it's all a crock. You want that money. <laughs> you want that success. You do. You could do jelly rolls. You could do cupcakes. You could do aluminum siding. <laughs> <laughs> Just make the money, man. Oh, So like, good. Like, that was... Yeah, the message here was definitely one of of pro-capitalism. Which which ends on the highest of notes at the very end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the best. The message that you're supposed to take from this. You know, 
So after that, you know, Lodka, he throws out this line, too, that I thought was really great. Because he says, I'm not real. I'm in your mind. And Lodka goes, if I knew you were coming, I would have cleaned up a bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's Mm. good. I like that. So then Famous Amos, in one of my favorite visual gags of the episode, floats away in the same way he came down. It's just like this pause, this finger in the air, and he just directly upwards, just yep. floats out of frame. That's that's how it works. So kudos to the taxi people for getting Famous Amos to actually come in and do this scene. Yeah. Like, that that was pretty wild. And again, Amy, I was with you when I yeah. watched this the first time, like, as a kid. I didn't know Famous Amos was real. And up to this viewing i wasn't 100 percent sure that was actually like famous Amos. i had to I go look be... i was like yeah yeah i wondered like about is that this too. somebody is this just like a celebrity i don't recognize right like is right. this an inside joke to everyone else that i am not getting no 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 it's just famous amos mm-hmm. who i presume was yeah. on the package at one point <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. oh sure yeah they had posters of it you know yeah I kind of want a Famous Amos poster now that I've seen one, because that would just go, that look great in this room. That would, that would uh, be a great poster to have. It would, it would. So Famous Amos leaves, Lodke goes and wakes up Alex and says, Alex, Alex, I, I have a revelation, I know what I'm going to do. I've got to be richer than anything, I want to be successful, I want to be the richest man ever. And uh, he goes, Alex, I think I just realized something. And Alex's like, what? I've just become an American. <laughs> and then, like, puts his hand over his heart and looks up. I just want to be... In episode... He says something about wanting to be rich. I want to make yeah. more money than anyone. Mm-hmm. I have become an American. <laughs> I'm oh. an American. <laughs> and that's where uh, the show the is. episode music plays. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's the punchline. That's yep. the break. Oh. There is... That's why he's got no Famous stop. Amos has his finger in the air. Because on the poster, he's balancing a cookie. Yeah, well, so that's the way Lodka sees him. Perfect. You know, balancing the cookie and showing up. Yeah, so this, this, this was just a joy. I actually honestly watched this show maybe three times. I watched this episode because I watched it the day I pitched it as the idea to make sure I wanted to do it. Yep. And then I watched it again because it was just funny. <laughs> 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 Then I watched it to take notes uh, and, and capture sound clips and stuff, which is just, you know, it, it to me, it speaks to the quality of the, the writing and the acting and everything about this show that made it made it work for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, absolutely. Like I, I watched it uh, two and a half times today um, because I watched it once just to take it in. I watched yep. it a second time to make sure like I didn't miss anything from the moments that I was laughing the first time. Uh, sure and then i watched the scene in Laka's apartment again to to work out uh for my for my open uh to get that to get that cadence right you're Um, right and because it was just too funny sure i loved how adi you were talking in the chat that you had that couch yeah pattern on it was that you yeah so Mm, yeah yeah at, at scad we got a sectional wicker couch from like some big used place we we lived right across from the Civic Center, and the Civic Center had some big used furniture sale. Like as soon as we got there, and my roommate was like, "Let's go get a couch," and he got this weird, weird sectional wicker couch that was like L shaped. So it was like four pieces. One of them's a corner, and it the cushions <laughs> to that were the exact print of Lockett's couch. I was like, "Oh my gosh, amazing. that's that's my couch. That's crazy. <laughs> that's so amazing." I would like to assume a lot, a lot less cocaine was done on your couch than maybe Laka's. 
Yeah, uh, it, but it, I mean, it, it was art school, so I was going to say art school. Yeah. Like, let's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean that and basically fuels creativity. Mm. Yeah, as we just so learned. As far as, yeah. yeah, I was about to say. So as far as drug, uh, dr- anti-drug messages, this clearly is pre-Nancy Reagan. Everybody's <laughs> gonna have an anti-drug episode because this wasn't necessarily anti-drug as much it was like anti-illegal stuff. Like it yeah. was like you can't sell your cookies, but they all had a great time being on those cookies. Uh, it was pretty clear from the onset that Bobby was doing great performing his <laughs> play for himself. Tony was probably going to win every boxing bout he ever fought after that. You know, <laughs> Elaine was seeing visions. It was just all going she well for everyone. She knew about God. She had empirical yeah, evidence of God. She was going to him. start a cult. <laughs> yeah, yes. It was going to happen. <laughs> so... But yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you can only be on cocaine so long before it's just going to wreck you. I mean, look at Jim. You know, that's... That's true. Lord, true. I don't know. Lord knows what his drug of Worked out all right for David Bowie for quite a time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it has, it has legs. <laughs> uh, we're not here to condone drug doing, uh, no. just for anyone listening. Drug doing. Is that what the kids say? Sure. Drug doing, definitely. Yeah, but this... This show, like, overall, I, I went and got some stats on it because I was like, this only ran for five seasons. Was it that popular? It was immensely popular uh, while it was on TV. It was nominated for 31 Emmys wow. uh, over over the course of its run. It won 18, uh, oh, and it was nominated for 25 Golden Globes and won four. Uh, so this show was no play around. I think Judd Hirsch actually won Best Lead Actor in a series uh, on Emmys in an Emmy for this. He did, yeah. Um, yeah, he he's he's phenomenal. I remember what was cool about seeing uh, or watching the show as a kid, like when Independence Day came around and Judd Hirsch was playing Jeff Goldblum's dad. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy crap! <laughs> I know that guy!" <laughs> like most of my friends were like, "What are you even talking about?" Like, I'm Judd Hirsch. He's on Taxi. I was all excited. And in that movie, I always thought he was like a super old dude. He was not that old no. in Independence Day, uh, but he was playing old. But he's still doing TV. He's 80-plus years old, and he's on some donut show uh, sitcom right now. Hmm. Uh, and he he did an interview with Mark Maron recently, and he, you would swear you're listening to a 40-year-old man. His voice hasn't changed. His cadence hasn't changed. The way he has a conversation, it's not like you're listening to some old dude. Uh, I swear, it was mind-blowing. I'm like, what is he... He's having a lot of cookies, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, he played Mark Maron's dad on his uh, sitcom. Yeah, they talked about that a little bit on the show. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. And another thing about the cast is they still keep in touch. Um, Mary Lou Henner's really popular because she's, like, the person that never forgets. Uh, if you ever followed her or seen anything about her, usually it's this woman has a memory and never forgets anything. And that's the case. Like, she can remember down to the date of time stuff has happened. So they always look to her. They're like, "When did that happen, Mary Lou?" And she'd be like, "Oh, January seventh of nineteen seventy six. And they're like, "What the devil?" <laughs> and she'll remember details about those days. She just has one of those yep. magic brains um, that can be both a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you want to forget things. <laughs> it's better. It's better to not remember. Um, but yeah, they they apparently during the pandemic still did Zoom calls with the cast because they just are friends, which I thought Aww. was wild. And Danny DeVito's even pitched wanting to do a Taxi Reunion movie because um, most of them are still alive. I think Jeff Conway passed away. Um, probably like what? It's probably been ten. I think it's been five years ago. It's probably been ten. 
Um, Andy Kaufman obviously passed away. Yep. Uh, but the rest of them, you know, they're, they're pretty much still kicking for now, which is uh, which is pretty great. And, I mean, Christopher yeah, Lloyd man. only looks like he's about 100 years older than he was back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Christopher Lloyd, he looked old then. I know. Looks old now. Yeah. Yeah, he's he was probably in his 30s at the time, right? Maybe. Maybe. I didn't look it up. But uh, but yeah, he uh, the whole the whole show was great. But I did uh, to move us along a little bit. I did grab some sound clips of things I thought was pretty great. Jokes that made me laugh pretty hard. So we've got a few. This one was from the uh, the, the crew tasting the cookies uh, initially, <laughs> and this is one of my favorite quotes out of that. No, 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 like a you know, tastes very tastes very what? <laughs> that was a very that was that was very Balky Bartakamas. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it was. Like, definitely cribbed that. He cribbed, Balky cribbed that direct. <laughs> that that really got me. I yeah. laughed I laughed pretty hard about this one. This is this is Ferrati. This is the I quit, I quit stuff. It's who says it loudest. You're fired! You're fired, you're fired, you're fired! I quit, I quit, I quit. I can't hear you, you're fired, you're fired. I can't hear you, I quit, I quit, I quit. You're fired, you're fired, you're fired! <laughs> <laughs> but I quit. <laughs> but and I, then the uh, the duck season. I'm fired. You quit. <laughs> it was all uh. such a good gag, and I grabbed. I had to grab a couple Christopher Lloyd moments because mm-hmm. they just this this is this is. Why is that I'm coming fired. back? You quit. Stop. You, Go away, sound. <laughs> this happened earlier, and I couldn't figure out why I'm it kept fired. going. You quit. All right, I got it. Oh, you know why? Never mind that. I got it. It's fine. It's not going to come back, I don't think. That was whatever. It's fine. You, hey, podcast. This is what happens. Yep. Anyway, okay, here's the Christopher Lloyd sound. You didn't happen to run into your brains while you were out there, did you? No, but I wasn't really looking. Get <laughs> <laughs> that delivery. Just put me in stitches. So good. The, the delivery of the line where there, where he says... Omaha is beautiful this time of year. I thought you were going to Seattle. I was. I must have used the wrong thumb. Thumb. <laughs> I forgot that was really good. This is uh this is when he first starts going through the cookies and he, he notices something for the first time. And I, I just want to use this for like literally everything. Ooh. They got a nice little surprise inside. <laughs> Just that, that long, drawn out. <laughs> then he starts going through them. Uh, just that was that was just the best. The, the kickoff of that led down just a wonderful road. And then, then finally, I got this this uh, reasons he wanted to be rich quote. You know, I did not want to be rich for the same reasons that other men want to be rich. Oh, you mean not for the houses, or the cars, or the women? Or maybe it was the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a bait and switch like it's just masterfully done you just i don't i just don't know how you get that's that's quality writing and then quality performance Mm -hmm. that is that is yeah that is what that is that's how you win uh primetime emmys three four years in a row right yeah i mean yeah it's just spot on. It's a t- it's a teamwork, team effort, and people who know how to deliver it, and people who know how to it, like cause this stuff. This isn't how you naturally talk. This is how you naturally conver- have a conversation. This is targeted at the right timing. 
a hundred percent every single time. And you get that out of this, this show over and over and over again. You know, some, some episodes are winners. Like if you just do decide to go back and watch some of this, some episodes are winners. Some episodes are like, yeah, there's a few in the first season that kind of get a little heavy and you're like, this was heavy for longer than I wanted it to be. <laughs> you know how that works. But once they, I mean, this is season three. They know what they're doing now. They got a process. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's pretty dang good. Like, they throw some characters out that they don't need anymore. I think there was a few people that were on the first season. They were like, one person could do all their lines and we'd get the same effect. So they, like, kicked them to the curb. You know, but it was, it's it's all it's all in the name of making the best show you can. So, that uh, is Taxi. Any last-minute thoughts from any of you guys on the on the show overall? I want to go back and watch some more Taxi. I, yeah. I remember, like I say, I remembered like it being on because it ran on Nick at Night all the time uh, yeah. for for a spell, and uh, and I would I would stumble across it, but I never stop and like really pay attention. I want to go back and watch it and pay some more attention and just kind of enjoy it. Cool. Same. I want to yeah, go back I and watch like... some more. Like the clip of. When uh, Reverend Jim is going to take his exam to be a driver, <laughs> I came across yeah. where he's asking, you know, what does a yellow light mean? And Bobby's like, slow down. <laughs> and he's like, what does the yellow <laughs> light like that whole bit? Just. Stuff like that, yeah. I want to go back and watch some more. I don't know how much I'm going to get to, but I, I want to try and watch a little sure. bit more. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. I feel like this was one of my dad's shows. I think um, that so it was just sort of on sometimes, and uh, yeah, no, this is this is pretty great. I'm in, I'm all in. <laughs> awesome. That's that's good to hear. As I've, I've said before on the show, this is one of this is up there. For me, in my history with classic TV, with like I Love Lucy and the Dick Van Dyke Show and stuff, this is one that I put on a mountain of a lot of shows I've watched. And I, if you know, you watch a ton of them and they're kind of forgettable. And this one has always kind of stood out to me as something that was truly special. Um, there's one last anecdote I wanted to share that I thought was really great about Danny DeVito getting Louis De Palma getting this role. He heard about the casting call, and for some reason. He read the character. He knew what it was about. He walks into the audition, walks directly up to the director, producer of the show, slams the script down the table and says, which one of you wrote this crap? And they all died. And he wasn't, like, super well-known at the time. You know, they knew who he yeah. was. But he goes in, who, which one of you wrote this crap? And they cast him on the spot. And he was like, that could have gone really oh, bad. Long. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> But it was exactly what they wanted. And it, him him just having to have short stature and be that violent, they were like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> this is going to play so well on the screen. So we can thank uh, him having some guts going in for his pretty much, I mean, this put him on the map. So yeah. his whole career up to that point. Um, but yeah, so that's Taxi. Thank you guys for watching it and joining me and wandering along that that journey with me. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun for me to go back and visit. Um, as far as what's coming up next, uh, <laughs> for one thing, we've got our theme poll. Yes. So it's, that is happening. You can choose between, I think our next ones are power couples, political shows, cooking shows, and spinoff shows. Yep. So cast your vote over at Those Days Show. It's a Twitter poll. Um, I mean, if you need to poll on the side by writing us an email, those were the days show at gmail.com. You can do that. Uh, sure. For sure. That's definitely a possibility. 
Um, let me throw out. I did get a, a tweet. I got a tweet. I want to read before we before we close that. Before I hand off the the, the the mic here. If taxi, oh, say this came from Michael Michael Miller. Joe Uncool said if taxi was made in two thousand eight two thousand thirteen. Uh, the drugs in question definitely look like meth. Uh, since it was done in 78, 83, the answer is Coke. <laughs> he said he thought he saw my tweet about Lacus cookies. He thought probably something silly like a whippy plant because uh, you still know there's lots of Coke going on with the actors. So, yeah, he was dead on. It was, it was Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was his thoughts. Travis, do we have any other mail? Uh, no, that's all we got was uh, Michael Miller. That's all we got. Well, next week... We're going to let Amy take us on a journey. <laughs> Amy, what are we watching I'm next so time? excited. So uh, after after spending a week uh, doing your show, now we're going to do my show. This is my show. This is a show I have seen the entire run of at minimum 20 times. I can recite most episodes. We're going to watch The Golden Girls. I, yes. I am beside myself. So uh, we're doing uh, season four, episode 20, which is weird that it works out that way that it's episode 420 which i do not <laughs> believe to be on purpose uh so. high anxiety all uh, right so yeah golden girls next week i'm so excited uh it's gonna be a good time <laughs> where can we catch that one is that one on, this a, one's on a hulu. Service? hulu hulu all right, all right. got it all right, everybody out there, you know it. You got to watch Golden Girls. Oh, poor you! Oh, darn. <laughs> greatest shows ever put on television. Yeah, yeah, so catch that on Hulu, episode four twenty. That's hard to forget. Uh, <laughs> and next week, Amy will take us there. But for now, y'all enjoy your rides back home in this gentle yellow cab, uh, and we'll see you next time here on Those Were the Days. He quit. <laughs>